Welcome to episode 24, Optimizing Human Potential Through Wellbeing with Cheyenne. Cheyenne is the owner of OPEX North Shore here in North Van, and he believes in a holistic approach to fitness. So I went into his beautiful space and we sat down and we had a great conversation about his story, his why behind being a coach. And he says that fitness saved him twice. He shares what he believes is missing in the fitness industry. We talk about his delivery system for fitness, which is OPEX. So he dives into the OPEX system, the processes, the methods behind OPEX. Uh, We talk about why people find it hard to get results and to create consistency. He shares what he believes are the five steps to success. Uh, We look at his processes, his methods that he uses with his clients to create sustainable change and to get results. Oh, we chat about the importance of education, accountability and support. And I really believe that what he's created at OPEX North Shore is this hub Uh, that I call like a positive peer pressure group and everyone's in there and they have a personalized program and they're working towards their personal goals but it's the space that he's created that brings this education, brings the energy, brings the accountability and brings the support to help each individual client achieve their goals. Uh, We talk about Uh, Taking the long way, uh, and you have heard me often talk about taking the long way home. And so his delivery system is about taking the long way to get to your goal and to get the results. Uh, We talk about food, water, and so much more. And I really believe he's created a space where his clients can express themselves through the training really to help them live a better, larger life. And I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Uh, You can find Shy at Opex North Shore. The website is opexnorthshore.com. And you can also follow his personal Instagram account at Cheyenne underscore V. Uh, I am also hosting a workshop at OPEX North Shore on February the 20th. It is a Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. The workshop is my Training the Female Warrior workshop. And it is a workshop for women who train and coaches who train women. It is about starting a conversation around how to train powerfully with your cycle to get more out of your training and to build trust with your body. Uh, You can register at info at opexnorthshore.com. I would love for you to check it out. And I would love for you to come along and help me start this important conversation. Okay, let's do this. This is episode 24 with Cheyenne from OPEX North Shore. This is the Off Kilter Podcast. 
It is about breaking rules, listening to your ovaries, and coloring outside of the lines. Each week, we will connect and be in conversation about how to reignite your sexuality, feel powerfully graceful, and deeply connected to your body, all while navigating life. I am your teacher, Amy Kate Burr. Episode 24 of the Off Kilter podcast. And I am here with my good friend, Shai. Uh, we're sitting in his gym at OPEX on the North Shore in Vancouver. There's still a bit of lack of clarity about where I am in the world. <laughs> so I'm in Vancouver. <laughs> I'm on the North Shore and I'm sitting in Shai's beautiful gym right now so welcome shy well i guess i'm in your space so. <laughs> well thanks for having me i am very excited to be here yeah i'm super excited to have a conversation with you today um shy and i met i've been here for three years and then i came to visit a year before that so we've probably known each other for four years yeah, that's right and uh both coaches teachers and where i like to start is you telling us like your story and it doesn't have to go to like once upon a time um it can be it it could go to once upon a time that's totally cool um just like how we how you ended up there's i guess there's two stories and they kind of intertwine which is like your training story and then your coaching story so you can start wherever you want Um, it'll blend in yeah so Take the stage. Um, awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's very excited about this. So uh, I was born in Iran. Um, I was uh, the youngest of two boys. And I was fortunate enough that my parents sacrificed everything, sold everything, and moved us to Canada. So I was five. We moved. We lived in Montreal for two years. Then we moved to Vancouver, and I've been here ever since. Now, I was, it's safe to say that I was a uh, obese, or at least overweight boy. <laughs> oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, so this, this is where it all, it all started with a okay. little chubby kid, chubby yeah. Iranian kid. So we are going back to once <laughs> yeah. upon a time. <laughs> it all tied. Um, and so, you know, I still played sports, I was active, but our culture was very oriented about food. So my mom made sure we were well fed. <laughs> and I love her for that, don't get me wrong. Um, anyway, so I, I played sports in high school. I followed my brother's footsteps. I was wrestling and playing rugby, but I was always the, the chubbier kid. And I wanted that to end eventually. I wanted to keep up with my buddies. I wanted to, you know, be, be that guy too, right? It's, you're a teenager, you're all girls, you're playing sports. Yeah. You have that feeling that you want to look a certain way. Um, actually, funny story, when we played rugby, as a team, we would have to run what we call a four and four. So you have to do four laps of the field in four minutes. Oh, and, wow. me, and me being the bigger kid would always not make it. I would make it at 4.02. And I would always have to make the team repeat that. Because <laughs> we're a team. So. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so eventually on 15, 16, I kind of bought myself a pass to the rec center. And I just started self-experimenting. Uh, a lot of it was long cardio and then some full body resistance. I would watch like what people were doing and <laughs> kind of mimic them and read about it. And, and somehow I fell into, because of all that, um, 
into triathlon. Sort of, I, I, was, I was reading in Lance Armstrong's book at the time. So I fell into cycling and then I started, because I swam when I was younger, I was a decent swimmer, so that I fell into triathlon. So I'm training for triathlon and I'm loving this and everything's going well. So I'm using this passion, I'm like, great. So I wanna be in this industry. So high school ends, I do one year at Langear College um, for human kinetics. Okay. So I was yeah. you know, on a path of you know, getting my diploma or my, my degree in human kinetics. Great, and then at what first year, I also start working in a restaurant. Stick with me here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sticking, I'm sticking with you. So 19 year old boy starts working in a restaurant, the money's really good, there's girls around, the lifestyle is fun. So that comes the end to my human kinetics. So now I transfer into the restaurant industry being, okay, I wanna do this, I wanna be a server, I'm going to be a bartender and I'm going to be a restaurant manager and I'm going to run my own restaurant. So five years of my life goes to that. Now, I know what you think. Wow, like totally like sidetracked, but everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So I learned a lot of people skills. I learned about managing people, right? communicating with people. But the lifestyle was crap, right? Like you're not sleeping properly. You're drinking a lot, late nights. It was just super yeah. unhealthy. So then uh, mid-20s, I wake up, I'm like, what am I doing? This isn't me, right? I need to get back to what I was going to do. So I quit, go back to school, finish my human kinetics diploma, and then start in the industry. So that's twice that fitness has saved me. Yeah. I was the, the obese kid. No, I was going to be probably unhealthy, be an overweight adult, maybe have diabetes, who knows. But fitness saved me. And then the second time, Super unhealthy lifestyle, drinking a lot, going out. But again, I turned to fitness. So that's kind of why I'm here, right? That makes sense? Yeah. And, and then as a coach, I've realized it's, it's, it's not only to help people, but it's to show them that fitness has many different aspects of how to help. Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? It's not, it's not just to lose weight. It's not just to look good. It's, you know, it, it can really make you a, a better version of yourself. Yeah, you have this, um, is it your quote, which is the uh, live an inspired life through fitness? That's OPEX's. Okay, which yeah. we'll get to. Yeah. 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 Um, but that, what you just said, and that kind of, it really resonates well yeah. together. Exactly, which yeah. I can relate to now because of my yeah. journey so far, right? Yeah. Anyway, so then I was personal training for a few years. Uh, I worked for somebody else, super grateful for that one. Actually, was my ex rugby coach from high school. So right away, I got on, bought a bunch of clients through him, uh, got to learn the business side of things a bit as well. Um, and then after about two and a half years, I've kind of like, okay, well, I've learned as much as I can from this person. It's time to move on. So then I started my own personal training business. To be honest, my whole intent was to open a gym right away. Yeah. And then, like I said, <laughs> everything happens for a reason. Thank God it didn't because I would have not known what to do at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, the business wouldn't have been well. <laughs> I, mean, I knew the training part, the business part. It's it's hard. You don't learn that in school. Yeah, it's an art. Yeah, yeah, exactly, 100%. Uh, but anyway, so so that fell through. But I, I was renting space from different gyms, training people out of their houses, still learning, still growing, uh, and at the same time, I was doing CrossFit. 
Yeah. I found CrossFit just in 2012. I'm like, oh my God, this is like training for triathlons. But now there's weights and, <laughs> you know, you're beating yourself up and high fives and sweating and it's, yeah. it's all new. It's the gold line. Exactly, right? <laughs> and then soon you realize, oh my God, this isn't good. <laughs> this yeah. is hurting people. It can, it can take a while. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, that's a whole different story. Um, yeah. And then, so I decided to do some ongoing education because I wanted to grow and not be stagnant. And so... I knew of James Fitzgerald, who's the founder of OPEX, uh, and I knew that he had branched off from CrossFit to do his own thing, and he had a very cool and different approach to fitness. But first, I reached out to his brother, Michael Fitzgerald, because he was in Calgary, so he was closer. So I reached out to him, and I got on a phone call with him, and he asked me a bunch of questions, and I'm like, wow, I don't know half of these answers. And it's just like, just... A, just the clients you work with, and B, the business side of things, right? Yeah. So then that's why, and, and Michael was more of, hey, let's grow your current business, where I want it a little bit more in depth. And I knew that OPEX was a coaching education platform. So then that's why I, I, I went with them. Um, and it's, it's five modules. It, it's kind of changed the, the version I was in. I was assessment, program design, this is the big one, consultation, lifestyle yeah. <laughs> coaching, nutrition, and then the business of coaching. Yeah. So all those five modules, you got one year to do them, you got, you got to do uh, some exams, and then you do a final project. But that consultation piece and understanding that the person sitting across from you is a human being, doesn't matter what their intention is with fitness, and to understand what they want to do, that was the game changer. It's like anyone, like James says, can make someone sweat. Anyone can kick someone's ass in the gym. But yeah. to, to truly help them, you really got to understand who's across from you. So that was why I fell in love with OPEX. Yeah. And then here we are today. Open up an OPEX gym. Yeah. We're sitting in one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So how long have you been a coach for? Uh, since 2012. Yeah. So seven years. Yeah. Yeah. And then found like found OPEX, went through OPEX, yeah. uh, and now can you talk a little bit about it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like so like the, the modules I did, but I did something that most people don't do is one month into the what they call a CCP program, the coaching certification program, um, I fell in love with the business model. And they also do a six month what they call the accelerator program, which is strictly a business program to open an OPEX gym. So I decided to do both courses at once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stressful eight months, yeah. <laughs> but rewarding at the end. Uh, so, I, so not only was I doing the coaching education piece, but also the business piece um, to open an OPEX gym. So the coaching education piece, you could do live courses, you could do everything online, um, super detailed. Um, and coming out of that, like I said, like you learn a ton uh, that you wouldn't learn in school. Right, hands on in the trenches stuff, uh, and then the business stuff. Yeah, so Jim Crowell, who is the CEO, uh, he does most of it, and he has the business mind. Right, James is the training mind, the, the human part, and the the um, the numbers is Jim. So I got to learn from both of them, and then uh, was able to open my gym in fall of 2017. But it took me a year to find space in Vancouver. Vancouver's <laughs> real estate is very tough. So that was another obstacle. And there was a couple of times where it's like the, guy, the people at, at HQ were like, 
do you still want to do this? <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> it's a year, like yeah. what's going on? But like, you know, I, I was looking, I was trying to find space and yeah. it's hard. So it wasn't, definitely wasn't easy getting here, but yeah. Did that answer your question? <laughs> I kind of Yeah, like, that's the, like the history, no, of OPEX. Yeah. And like, I'm super interested in like, what does it look like when someone like, how do you explain it? Like yeah. you're explaining it, how OPEX explains it, but like yeah. for you now that, you know, has has this like gem and if someone, you're talking to someone about it or someone new walks in the door that doesn't know what it is, like how would you describe it? What does it, what does it look like when someone comes into your space here? Well, if I, ha if I made some for the first time, I try to keep it short to keep their attention. Yeah. So <laughs> the way we describe it, it's cost-effective, personalized fitness, lifestyle, nutrition coaching. Yeah. Okay. And then if someone says, tell me more, <laughs> which you are right now. Yeah. So the way it works, everyone comes in and it all starts with the consultation, getting to know the person, right? You sit down, you talk to your coach, we talk about goals, we talk about lifestyle, we talk about what you're currently doing, what's worked in the past, we talk about your training history, right? All the important pieces that most people are not doing. And I can say that confidently because I was in the industry for seven years prior to opening OPEX. Yeah. So no one's doing it. I know. No and I've been in the industry for 12 years <laughs> yeah. and no one is doing it. And this is why I'm asking you about it because I yeah. want people to know like really the layers underneath. Like you're not just walking into a space and you're just going to train. No. Because yeah, you can get results maybe in the short term, but not sustainably. No. So yeah, continue on like yeah. <laughs> layers. So yeah, exactly. So <laughs> consultation piece, really get into to some deep stuff. Like oh, sometimes like we typically don't do that first day, but like, are you pooping? Right? Yeah. What does your poop look like? All these things matter, right? Your menstrual cycle, right? Yeah. Right? Like, it's just like, do you have one? Are you on the pill? Right? All these things. Like, if they want to lose weight, but half of these other things aren't working properly, guess what? You're not going to lose weight. So that, that's how it starts. And then after that, we go into the three-part assessment. Uh, we do a movement screening, uh, the in-body scan to give you a body composition assessment. And then based on your goals, we do some structural strength stuff, a couple of aerobic tests on the bike or on the rower, just to give the client a starting point. Yeah. Okay. Then your coach will design you your program and they will post it on our app called True Coach. Okay. You can communicate with your coach on True Coach as well. So you receive your, your, your training program, you come into the gym when it works for you, you print out your workout, or you write down your workout on the whiteboard, you walk onto the floor, there's always a coach on the floor, and you're following your workout, going through it alongside other people, right? But you're working on what works for you. And then uh, once a month, you sit down with your coach off the gym floor, check in, talk about lifestyle, talk about training. You know, we, we work on lifestyle habits, right? So the first month, basic one. How much water are you drinking? If you're not drinking that much water, you know about that from Cameron, right? <laughs> yeah, Hashtag yeah. drink up. <laughs> I've been seeing it on social media every day. Right? They've been doing this water challenge. So yes. it's, we always say, you know, we start with 50% of your body weight in pounds. Yeah. And you drink down ounces a day. And you're going to graduate up to 60%. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but that's step five, right? Let's get you to 50% first and build that habit. And this might sound ridiculous, so you check in this, after month one, you know, and you, you're not doing that, guess what? You're doing that next month. 
Yeah, I yeah. love that. I, yeah, you don't graduate. No, you build you build you build the foundation, <laughs> yeah. right? You're yeah. not gonna go into macronutrients when you can't even walk. Yeah, I I love that. Um, what do you think is like some of the biggest obstacles for people to create change? Whether it is drinking more water or the consistency when like showing up or what have you found? Uh, definitely their stressful work lifestyle, right? That's the big part of it because people are very career driven in Vancouver, right? It's an expensive city to live in. So that your career will come first. Uh, other basic ones is your partner. What's your partner doing? Do they support what you're doing? Right? If your partner is having a couple of glasses of wine at night, you're probably going to join them, right? Or not even your partner. It's like your cl close group of friends. What are they doing? Yeah, your right? environment. Your, exactly, yeah. right? And, yeah. and that'll affect that for sure. Um, and then also that it's just, we just talked about this before we turn this on, but the non-sexy stuff. Yes. Right? People don't see immediate results from it. So they're like, why am I doing this? And that's, that's, that's the hard part. We're selling the non-sexy stuff. Yeah. But the stuff that's going to get you there slower, but it'll be around forever. Yeah. Longevity, right? So that, that's also the hard part. Yeah, I often talk about taking the long way home. Right. Like exactly. you, you take the long way home, you experience more, you see more, you learn more instead of always taking the shortcuts or the short way home because you don't see or experience. But unfortunately, I think it's hard because people want to see the outcome or the results. And I've, for me, it's like, okay, well, where's the balance of sexy and non-sexy or like short and long? Because yeah, we can get you some results but some stuff's going to take a longer time yeah. um and so for me it's like yeah sure you want to develop this skill or get stronger okay let's really work on that even though maybe they may not be suit like so ready but like if they want it we work towards it and then the body composition stuff might take a little longer but yeah it's this balance of like sexy and not yeah, <laughs> sexy exactly yeah and it's it's again the, the way we say it is like we're not here to give you what you want. We're yeah. here to give you what you need. Yeah. And, you know, we, we might give you a dabble of what <laughs> yeah, you want. Just, right? you just to you know, keep you interested. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's the fitness industry. That's the problem. It's like they're selling the sexy stuff. You walk into a gym, you see Buddy doing, I'm just making this up, kipping pull-ups, and, and you want to do it. Yeah, it looks sexy. Exactly, right? <laughs> I want to do that. But really, yeah. you're not there. And why do you even need to be there in the first place? Um, so for us, it's like trying to, when people walk in and talk them through that and be like, listen, you're here for a reason. Let me do my job because that's what I'm good at. You're hiring me to, to get you somewhere safely. Yeah. Right. So it's, there's a lot of conversations. That's a big part of this. It's like when I found OPEX, it's the conversations. It makes life so much easier because when I was personal training and like just talking to people in that, in that one hour session, they're not listening to you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You're trying to give them tips and try, right? And, and then at the end of the day, you go home and you're frustrated because you think they're not listening to you. But it's, it's not their fault. You're just not the right environment to talk, right? Yeah, like you, there was almost like you have to create certain boundaries. Exactly. Like environment or space boundaries yeah. for them to deliver or have the conversation. Yeah. Okay, exactly. so is that one of the biggest learnings that you've had? Yes, 100%. Okay. Definitely. Um, Personal training, and there's nothing wrong with it. 
yeah. is glorified babysitting, right? Yeah. You don't need someone to stand on top of you, counting your reps, wiping your sweat off. Right? Yeah. I did it. You know, it's, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But for us, it's trying to teach people to have self-autonomy and do it for themselves, right? So we'll guide you through it, but we want you to be able to think. So the prime example is, uh, I have these clients that have been trained with me for years and they would train with me two to three times a week at personal training, paying me really good money to do it. Um, and then now they're in here four or five times a week, right? Paying a fraction of the price. And for me, I'm standing there watching them and they're walking in here, you know, like no, no hesitation, picking up their equipment, picking up their bench, setting it up you know, lifting and like, it's just so cool to see that. Yeah, they're their own teachers. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I don't have to do it for them. And it's just like, it's like a proud parent. <laughs> no, it really right? is. And, and, then, and yeah. at the end of the day, it's got to be rewarding because like the fitness industry, James says this all the time, is killing coaches. It is. You're getting paid 20 bucks an hour. You're, you're taking someone through the same routine every day. There's no, there's no reward in that. There's no, you know, like I don't, you wouldn't get the feeling that I just explained. Right. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like when we talk about OPEX and then I have a friend in Sydney in Australia and he created a group called like the art of coaching. And it was about, he's been a coach for like 12 years and he saw the same thing that OPEX saw. It's like, we need to like, we need an art of coaching. This is how you coach. This is how you become a great coach. And we do this with a tribe of people that all hold each other accountable and we all educate each other. And I think that's the beautiful thing about it. It's that it attracts, like you have coaches that like get it as well. They, are, they have this art of coaching and then you're turning your members into teachers. And like, that's the art of coaching. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And I, I just, I love that. I think it's beautiful that they can walk in and they understand what's going on with their body yep. and how to move their body and how to train for them. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I think it's, it's magical yeah. and it's an art. Yeah. Absolutely. So when people come in, why do they come in? What are they coming in for? Uh, most people to is to look good naked. Yeah, that, that's the, that's most people. Yeah, uh, a few is so they can uh, ski or snowboard or hike from where we are in Vancouver. Um, and then we all have a couple that are competing in, in CrossFit sort of fitness, but a few of those, not many. Um, but yeah. Okay, so I really want to spend time on because most people yeah. train to change their weight, shape, or size. Mm -hmm. There's a body composition goal. Mm -hmm. It's very rare for it to be a performance-based goal um, or for them to live a pain-free, happy, healthy life. Don't get me wrong, they get there eventually. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so at the start, someone comes in and they want to change their body composition. Uh, let's just use a female. Yep. Because uh, that's yep. mostly females. Yep. Um, could you talk us through like what what you would do with her? Yep. Uh, so we talk about body composition, and you know, most say they don't. They, they want to get lean, they want to get toned, and they don't want to put on muscle mass. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you typically hear. And then I'll give me a number. I'm just making this up. 120 pounds. Yeah. So I I listened. 
I write it down and then I say, why 120 pounds? Why, why that number? Why are you gonna obsess about that number? And then we have, we have a conversation about that and I explain to them the whole idea behind, you know, how muscle and fat, how, how that works, right? Um, the difference in weight. Uh, and then the importance of having enough lean mass to support your life. And we talk about that. Um, and then from there, they might put up a little bit of resistance and, you know, ask more questions. And, but I would say about 90% of my female clients get it and they come out of that conversation uh, with a different perspective. Okay. Now, but they, they still want to lose that weight. Don't get me wrong. But when you're programming for them and you're coaching them for the next year or two years, they're open to what you're doing, right? Because you've had that conversation with them. Um, and then from there, a lot of it is bad habits they've either picked up from their family or from maybe playing sports and underfeeding themselves. That's a big one, I find, right? So and, big. <laughs> and like, yeah. you know, teaching them that, especially as they get older and they're in their mid-20s and get into their 30s, it's like that is killing their metabolism, right, by underfeeding themselves. So that the, the, the other thing we do is when people walk in, we ask them for a three-day food journal. Yeah. Right? So what time you eat, what you eat. Um, and we actually ask like 20 minutes after how you feel. Yeah. Smiley face, flat face, and frown face on energy. Um, but yeah, the majority of them under, under feet as well. So. Yeah. And like, you know, there could be like under reporting or reporting of the wrong things. So, but it's only over time that you can see what's showing up in their body because so, the body is the messenger. Yeah. The body's going to tell you what's actually going on. Yeah. Um, Okay, so this first, this conversation, it's like a, it's a listening, it's like an empathy piece, but it's also an education piece. Right. For them to really understand, like, actually how the body works, right. what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then they start their training program. Yeah. 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 And as they're doing their program, whether they're working out twice a week or five times a week, um, the conversation needs to keep going, right? You can't let up. Um, that's why we meet once a month. Um, and then we always check in with the basics of hydration, uh, food intake, uh, menses, and poop. Yep. Right? How are those doing? Um, if those are healthy, then we keep going on the way we are. If they're not, what I've done in the past is I've sent them to a naturopath, right? To do a pee test and see what's going on under the engine. Um, because that's a big piece and I think you get a lot of good feedback from that and they get a lot of good feedback from that, right? Or it's not just like what's on the surface, it's underneath the surface. So that's been really helpful as a tool to have that. Um, and then just asking questions about the past. That's what's helped me a lot is, you know, what they've done in the past, um, what they're their perspective of what a healthy body is. Yeah. Right. So like you might not ask those questions on the first day, but as you build that relationship, right. And you get a little deeper. It's like, you know, well, where does this perspective come from? Is it, is it, are you like 19 years old and you, you see this on social media? 
yeah. right? Or were you a gymnast and your coach was telling you that you need to look a certain way and be a certain amount of weight and try to build off that as well. Yeah, you're diving into like their story. Yeah. That's like shaped their beliefs. Exactly. Yeah, and then you're starting to not say challenge, but just get curious about it yeah. because they might not even be aware, I guess, what's why, why, why they believe what they believe. So I think that's also what doesn't happen is this curiosity piece yep. within the fitness industry. Like, why do you believe what you believe? Yep. And let's talk about it. Exactly. Um, and then here's some education about, yeah. Because I've, I've coached like 16-year-old girls and I've coached, you know, 50-year-old women, right? So I've had the spectrum. I'm very grateful for that. Um, and it's just sometimes you hear what, what 16-year-olds are talking about and how they like, compare each other to other people and it's just like it's really alarming yeah <laughs> right yeah. it's just like who's feeding you this right and who and like are you having this conversation with your parents like do they can they hear this I, i'm gonna guess they can't because i'm sure they would intervene yeah um but i would say social media is, is definitely a, a big part of our world now and yeah. and trying to like i've had couple of uh, 17 year olds in here and females and you know having that conversation with them it's it's hard they're not gonna listen to you because <laughs> yeah. like, your environment right that's your friends and yeah. that's what you hear you're gonna compare yourself but it's it's not healthy no it's um I often talk about social media as like inspiring or triggering it's such mm -hmm. an amazing tool and resource but often when you're at that age not even that age now and it's not even just females so many males do it as well yep. tr it's just triggering yep. it's triggering their like and also supporting their like worldview or belief system about this is the way that i have to look mm -hmm. um yeah so it's triggering i find most of the time but it can be a really powerful tool or resource when yeah when you know yep. kind of how to navigate around it yep. uh, so say with like with the training in here Talk about that. Like, what does that look well, like? Because, like, we're sitting in a space that yeah. is a really big, open gym. Right. There's not a lot of machines in here. <laughs> so, like, when people come in here or say people, like, want to change their body composition, and, like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. And I think it's, no. like, you swing both ways, and this is where I'm finding it really hard. It's, like, what if you're the person that's just sitting in the middle that wants to teach people, like how to live well and how to have a healthy functional body and like change of course changing your body composition is okay because you've got these two ends of the spectrum which is like you know the the anti everything yeah where you know don't talk about body composition don't talk about changing you are like and then you've got the other end of it yep. and it's kind of like this space here in the middle where it's like you know what it's actually okay yep. it's okay to want to get stronger it's okay to want to change your body composition um, so what does the training look like? Um, so just to touch on that. Yeah. Uh, when people come in, we're, we're, we're pro that. What we want to try to avoid is, let's say you end up hitting your goal weight, then what? That's yes. the biggest piece. I just want to be clear on that, right? So, so we're, not like, we're, we're not saying we're not going to help you with that. Yeah. What we want to help you with is, is when you hit that 120 pounds, what's going to happen next? Are you just going to give up? That's it. You, and how is that going to make you feel? Are you going to feel better for, about yourself? The answer is probably no, but we need yeah. them to understand that. 
So that, yeah, and that's, that's a beautiful this, point. Right? Yeah, and I think like me, maybe on my side, not clarity, because I think about it, say like you're a woman that's been in a hormonal shitstorm for so long, mm. you have screwed thyroid, screwed adrenals, you have a screwed metabolism. Maybe you are like, like above maybe what you optimally function at for your hormones. And now I'm not saying like you need to stay there, but like you need to understand that that's not going to bring more self-love and self-acceptance. It's a completely different conversation, yeah. but I think it's okay to not feel bad about wanting to reach, like to have happy hormones and to feel like better physically. Um, no, so I really like that you bring that up. Yeah. It's like, yes, the weight is a conversation, but it's not about the weight. Exactly. It's about the feeling underneath and then, um, yeah. And like you might find that feeling not even at that weight. Mm -hmm. The number doesn't even matter. Yeah. Um, okay. Beautiful. Um, the training, uh, for most people that are walking in for that reason, uh, full body resistance, right? So we have dumbbells, barbells, bands. Um, so we're, we're definitely a big, uh, strength and, and resistance training. Uh, style uh, and also long aerobic work right so not not as much high intensity intervals uh, so that's where the, the non-sexy slow part comes in but that in the long run that's what's gonna help you with your goals and, and keep you healthy um, because at the end of the day training is a stressor right so depending on where you're at in your life if your stress bucket is almost filling up right relationship stress life stress nutrition stress and I'm gonna add more stress with the training that might just make your bucket spill. So depending on the person, it's going to look, let's say that they're going to train four days a week. We're going to do three days of resistance training. And then one of those days might also have aerobic work. And then we're going to have another fourth day of just aerobic work as well. Yeah. That's what it would look like. Uh, sessions are anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour. Um, all of our prescriptions has tempo prescribed to it, right? Yeah. So there's, there's <laughs> intent behind the movements, yes. right? Um, for a few reasons. A, it could be just motor control if someone's brand new to the gym, right? Teaching the movement. Yeah. And then someone who's more experienced, uh, making sure that, you know, they are getting the right dose response. Yeah. Right? That, that's key as well. It's not random. Uh, most of our aerobic work is on the cyclical pieces behind you. So the bikes, the rowers um the skier uh some running but not much running because most people don't have the technique for it and from my experience personally they start running and they're good and then about three weeks in they start getting these nagging issues so it just depends on the person yeah but most of the time stay away from running um and then outside of the gym we always encourage uh, a lot of hikes right yeah. it's what we call map 10 uh, max aerobic power, 10, 10 being some, a pace that you can hold for hours. Yeah. And we just say, <laughs> get out for a walk, get out for a hike. Um, so depending on the person, I, I described that a couple of times a week. Okay. Yeah. So there is like, there's a heavy focus on resistance training, yep. which is weight training. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, and then these longer efforts that aren't stressing the body or the system more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's almost a meditative session for them. Yeah. Right. They get to be, you know, breathing, thinking, you know, sweating, and it just allows them to be in a, in a nice safe space. Right. Yeah. Um, and 
just in, from what I've learned, what I've done in the past, you don't need that, excuse my language, that shit kicking. Yeah. Right. You just, you just don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, it, you know, for it to be effective or for it to work, it has to be hard. Yeah. This, that mentality around. Yeah, sure. Sometimes yeah. training can be really hard. Definitely. But um, can you talk a little bit more about the stress bucket that you mentioned? Yeah. Because um, most people are coming in and they are, they're stressed. Yeah. So when we, when we talk to someone on the first day, we, I typically ask them for a rating, one to 10 on certain things. So like work stress, uh, relationship stress, food stress. Like, so like food stress is like, what are you eating? Is there anything that's causing inflammation? So that's why we get a three-day journal, yeah. right? Um, and then after that, what are they doing currently for exercise? So that's also stress, stressful as well. So then from there, I, I examine it and then I draw it out for them on the board. So it's a bucket and yeah. lines. <laughs> and so I explain to them, it's like, it sounds like you're here, here and here. And so think about if I, so I'm just making this up. Somebody comes into me from uh, Orange Theory and they've done high intensity and that's what they want from me as well. They want high intensity. Yeah. And I explain to them, if I put you in that zone of training, right? I'm going to make things worse for you. And if your goal is to lose weight, I'm not going to be able to produce that inside you. Yeah. Right. And most people will listen, <laughs> but yeah. most people will, will still have a bit of hesitation about it. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it goes back down to, Hey, how is, how are you functioning on the inside? not about the outside only, right? Yeah. Cortisol, testosterone, estrogen, all that comes into play, right? Yeah. So if I'm shit kicking you, all that stuff is gonna get depleted, 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 and you're not gonna be able to lose the weight you're trying to lose. Yeah. So. Okay, so then what do you tell people to do with their stress bucket? Maybe like, what are three things that you would, I know it can be super individualized depending yeah. on what, like what level they're at with different stresses. Yeah. Um, but there's like a generalist thing here as well. Yeah. Um, so the first one that comes into my mind is self-care. Yeah. What are you doing for self-care? Are you spending time on your own without your partner, without your kids? Are you maybe going for a massage? Um, are you going out for a walk or a hike unplugged? No phone, nothing, just on your own. Right, which is why we like to describe the map ten. <laughs> it's, it's actually a very efficient, right, method. Yeah. So that that's the first one is is self care, um, and then if we're going to get really detailed, some breathing, right? Yeah. So like when we prescribe lifestyle pieces to people, say in the morning when you wake up, you know, lay on the floor, do some deep breathing, or even at night before bed, lay on the floor, you know, dim the lights down, do some. Breathing. Um, so th those are, those are my favorite ones personally. Um, I'm sure other people have other ones. I'm sure you have other ones. Yeah. You know, no, I what do you, what do you prescribe? What do I prescribe? Yeah. Um, walking. Yeah. So same as you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's I, a very important tool. <laughs> it is. And no one walks enough. And so when I get any female that's come in, in a hormonal shit storm, that uh, she walks, that's it. We're like 10 to 15,000 steps a day. And do you care if it's like with a podcast on or, or like music or do you by themselves with At friends? At the start, I don't care. Okay. I care that it's like by themselves, 
they go out if they want to listen to music or they want to listen to a podcast go for it um and that they just walk uh that's one of my favorites Mm -hmm. i kind of call it fifteen thousand steps to connection okay cool (laughs) which is like just going out and walking like i guess that's about an hour um and just going for a walk so yes i would agree with you on that one um and then like you mentioned before Quite quickly, if I think there's a lot of hormonal stuff, I'll pull in someone else. Like I'll pull in an atropath just to get tested and to see actually what's going on. Because if they can get some support there, um, yeah, they, um, and then food would probably be my other one. Right. Because like you mentioned before, we don't eat enough, Mm -hmm. especially females. They don't eat enough. And to educate them on the fact that this under eating is upsetting your metabolism (laughs) and when i often start working with women and tell them how much they like should be eating it's they're they're shocked they're like astounded they think i'm gonna make them fat (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) they're they're terrified um but it's because they've been starving themselves for so long so i guess yeah i guess i go to just maybe because it's my dietetics background, but I go to food pretty quickly because I know that they're undernourishing themselves, which in itself is like playing around with like their blood sugar, their metabolism, and so their cortisol's everywhere. So if we can like stabilize um, and educate them on what what's food for, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Because in my experience, most of those people are also binge eating as well. Yeah, right. They have a little spurs for their binge eat. And that ends up a whole other shit storm there. Yeah. Right? And I, like what I found is because it's their blood sugar yep. that's just all over the place. Yep. Um, and they can't regulate themselves. Yep. So, yeah, those would be probably mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially where we live in Vancouver, back to the walking. It's just the nature, right? It's beautiful. Literally, you walk out of your back yeah. door and you're, you're in nature. Door. It's just like you yeah. can't. And all the benefits of just being around trees, right? Yeah, in the air and the trees here why would you not yeah go out walking um okay so i guess where i kind of want to lead uh next is say they've been in here for a while what are some things as a coach like tools that you can give them for this consistency piece because it's the showing up and the doing the work consistently mm-hmm. that creates the change. And so like, how do you hold their attention? How do you teach them about this consistency piece? So there's, there's a couple of things to do. Yeah. First one, it's really easy with true coach, the app we use. Okay. There is a, um, a rating of how, how often you come in, right? And so we want that to be, me personally with my clients, a minimum of 80% per week. Yeah. Right? Actually, my other coach, Cam, is is much harder. (laughs) He he, he expects 90%. (laughs) So so that's one way. It's like, if they're dipping under 80%, and give them a little nudge, hey, what's going on? Like, why are you keeping up with your training? Okay, so there's this like curiosity so, piece, like yeah. what what are the obstacles? Like exactly. what's coming what's up for you? Yeah. But there's there's a way that you can it? see. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, that's the, that's one way. And then the second one is through the consultations when we sit down, I explain to them the phases of training they're in. Right? Right, okay. So it's like, hey, in the next six weeks, this is what your training's gonna look like. Right? And teaching them that part 
So they're like, oh, okay. So that when they're in here, this is what he was talking about. Right? Yeah. So they can connect that for themselves, which is again, another big piece of OPEX. It's like, we're not telling you what to do. We're telling you why you're doing it. Yeah. I like that. Putting the why, the why. behind the training and that helps them. Yeah. Put the consistency piece as well. And that's helping them be their own teacher as well. Cause they're understanding. Exactly. Yeah. Cause most of the time when you go somewhere, you're told what to do, yeah. but there's no depth of like, why am I actually doing this? And after a while, you just stop going. Okay. So right? there's like a strong education piece for you as a coach to say, okay, so I've plan we're planning out this together. This yeah. is the next phase. This is why we're doing it. Yeah. This is kind of where we want to go with it. Right, exactly. All right. And then there's the check-in again um, at the end of the phase, but then there's nudges along the way. Right. Yeah. So this is the powerful piece. And I think with the model and what you've created is that, we can know the information. People can know how to train. Yeah, it's pretty. I'm not gonna say it's super easy because it's like it's not. Like for you to understand the body and understand how to train effectively, but like anyone can move their body. Yep. Yeah. I think what's the powerful piece is that you bring the accountability. You bring yes, the education, but you also you just bring the connection, the support, and the energy. Yep. And I think that's the key piece. Yeah, and it's when you look at other other systems, they have maybe one or two of them, but it's not all under one. And and they put a lot of emphasis on the energy piece, yeah, and not on the other important little details, right? Yeah, and that's 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 the main thing. It's I, I'm my goal is to bring a space where people are having fun, but we're putting the intention and the results first. Yeah. And not the fun. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. It's still a fun environment, but it's like if you, you really want results, we need to make sure that you're training with purpose. Yes. Right? And what is that purpose? Exactly. Which is really what it's about. Yeah. yeah. Which is like the whole like, why 120 pounds? Yeah. Right? Why like that number? Let's figure that out and then backtrack. Yeah. Um, and that's one of my favorite questions is like, why do you train? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, what is your why? Mm -hmm. um, and often it starts up here at this surface level thing about maybe getting a skill or changing their body weight, shape or size. But then like it's this layer piece underneath their why in the end is it. Yeah. If you dig deeper, it's about something else. Yeah. Um, and if they can hold on to that, yeah. I think that helps with the consistency piece as well. Yeah. And all of that ties into them being able to enjoy fitness for years to come, right? It's not just about what's gonna happen next month, but hey, I can do this for a long time coming. Yeah. Right? It, it should be like eating breakfast. Every day you should move. Shouldn't yeah. be even a second thought in your mind. I'm gonna move today. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be in the gym. Like yeah. Um, so one of my favorite questions to ask is, why do you train? <laughs> Putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, I guess for me, it's, I don't think addiction is, is the right word, but, <laughs> but definitely just the, the, the euphoria and the feeling I get just to be able to use my body. Yeah. Right. It all started as that overweight little boy. But then, you know, getting into be able to 
experiment of different types of training. You know, I did um, long distance training, I did resistance training, I did bodybuilding specifically training. It's just like being able to experiment with my body. You know, that's, I enjoy that. Like, that gives me a good feeling. Yeah. What is that good feeling? <laughs> <laughs> what is that good feeling? Yeah. So like if we were to go like underneath that, like, yes, it feels good to train. It feels good to move. But like, like why? Like what would, is there anything underneath that? If you ask me like right now, personally, I, I'm more productive, I find. Yeah. As a human being. Right? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like that's what I'm, yeah, that's beautiful. It's, I, my, I, I'm, I have a clear mindset on what I want to do the rest of the day, the rest of the week, if I just move a little bit. Because I almost use it as a meditative piece. Yep. Right? You know, I, if I'm sitting on a, on a roller or a bike, you know, I'm breathing, I'm sweating, but I'm also thinking clearly. Right, yeah. and then if I'm lifting weights, it's it just gives me that little boost of like I can't describe it, <laughs> but it just gives you a little boost. <laughs> yeah. Right. So when you feel productive, how does that make you feel? Like when you're a productive human being, like what? That I'm that I'm that I'm living my purpose. Right? I, I truly want to make an impact through fitness because it's helped me. So I feel like when I can actually lead by example and use my body and, and do what I'm doing and, and coach and be able to be productive under everything and also be productive at home and be a good partner and, you know, it all ties in together. Yeah. It's just, you know, not every day is like that. Don't get me no. wrong. <laughs> Everybody has bad days and yeah, days yeah. of it, you know? It's not, it's not rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. He's, he's not a good human every day, all day, but he's a better human for training. And, and, and that's actually a good point. Is when, I, when I'm in a rut, right, and like energy is low and not feeling well, and then I go back to training, it always reminds me of why I'm here. Yeah. And why I'm doing it. It's like, ah, there it is. Yeah. So for everyone listening, like that's how deep we want you to go with your why. Under, under, under. Yeah. Not the first response, but then underneath why. Like why, why, why. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's an important word if you're not getting that. And, and as coaches, <laughs> ask that question. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. This is, yeah, ask questions. Even, yeah. We haven't even touched on that. And we could probably do another, I think it would be a really cool podcast to do for coaches. Yeah just being in the world for so long and have learned what we have learned like yeah. combines, you know, there's, there's a lot of experience yeah. right here. And I think, yeah. So we're going to do another one for coaches. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's, so I have a few questions to finish with, yeah. but just some takeaways for people. So say maybe they're not even training or maybe they've been training for a little while um, or maybe they've been training for a really friggin' long time, but <laughs> they're like not, they're not enjoying it. So maybe there's no joy uh, and maybe they're not achieving what they want to achieve, whether that's like, whatever that is. So maybe it's like from being irritable and they don't want to be irritable or maybe that's uh, from being in pain and maybe they don't want to be in pain or maybe that is changing their body composition. Um, what 
I guess, three to five things that you could tell them to help them kind of move through that. Like, how can they create change? Um, like in their training. So say if someone wants to change their body composition or maybe they want to be a more productive human, what are some things that they can do in their life that can help with that? Uh, we call them the basic lifestyle guidelines. Okay, great. Good. <laughs> I, like, I, don't, I don't know if you were like throwing me a, a ball there so I can swing at the back and, and I hit sure. the home run. But he has a, he has a name for it. Um, I guess that wasn't the best um, questioning from me. <laughs> um, energy, rhythm, uh, purpose. So first things first, um, know your why. Yeah. Okay? Ask yourself that. Know your why. I, I'm not kidding. This is what, this is what we do. Uh, second is move daily. Yeah. It right? doesn't have to be hard. doesn't have to be intense, but move daily. Okay. Third, drink 50% of your <laughs> body weight in ounces of water a day. He's well, dead serious. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, exactly. This might not even seem like a big thing, but it's a big thing. <laughs> uh, fourth, digestion. Sit down, smell your food, chew your food, enjoy the process of eating. All right? And then the last one, you're going to die one day, get over it, and start living. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's probably the most powerful one. Those are the OPEX basic lifestyle guidelines. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's that, those you... are the go-to. All right. Yeah. So if someone's feeling stuck or they haven't even started or they feel like so lost yeah. to come back to those. those. Can you repeat them again? Yeah. So um, know your why, right? Your purpose. Uh, move every day. doesn't have to be intense, but just move. Go for a walk. Go to, go to the gym. Uh, go for a run. Um, drinking hydration. So drink 50% of your body weight in pounds and ounces a day as a starting point. Digestion. Have good um, nutrition. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hygiene, right? Food hygiene. Yeah, I Sit like down, that. smell your food, chew your food, enjoy the process of eating, put your fork down, have conversation as you're eating. Um, and then the last one was, uh, you will one day die, get over it, get living. I love that. Yeah. I think the food one's super important. People yes. don't do that. Yeah. And there's been uh, some research into when we eat in our sympathetic state and our parasympathetic state right. and on digestion and absorption and nutrients. So if you sit down in your um, stressful state, so your sympathetic state, and you're, or you're on the go and you're running and you're not even focused, for you to actually absorb and use that nutrition is less likely than what you just what you just said to to have hygiene to sit to focus to take the time because you're actually getting more nutrition in <laughs> when you do that so, yeah exactly yeah and that'll help you with putting on the lean mass you're trying to put on or losing the weight you're trying to lose right yes all the little things <laughs> the non-sexy stuff yeah the non-sexy <laughs> stuff which is really sexy yeah okay so, so yeah, i would go to those those five yeah Beautiful. Um, are they on your social media or on yep. your? Okay, yep. so they are. Yep. Beautiful. I can, can I can post it again today yeah, to based I, off that well, podcast, yeah. right? Go on to OPEX <laughs> North Shore. He's going to post it. And yeah. that's where you can start. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, what are you curious about right now? Uh, personally, so right now I am reading the book by John, Precision um, uh, Nutrition Guy. Anyways, the, the okay. founder of Precision Nutrition, John. Yeah. Looking on the name. So his sorry, book, John. I know. Sorry about that. Uh, change maker. Yeah. Okay. Reading his book, right? And it's about dealing into just not only coaching, uh, specifically for fitness, but nutrition coaching. If you want to be a coach, and really going to the process of why you're doing it, and understanding yourself, and it's a lot of things that James Fitzgerald says, but it's just a different angle of it. So right now, I'm dealing um, uh, in that book. And then uh, the next one that I'm going into is, uh, I know I, you weren't asking about books, but this no, is kind of what I'm this researching. This is what you're yeah. curious about, yeah. yeah. Is um, Atomic Habits. Ah, uh, yeah. That's a big one. I haven't I read it, but I've heard it's really good. Yeah. So those are the two things that I'm kind of looking at right now. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything that I should have asked uh, that I didn't or that we should speak about, but we haven't? on everything we talked about opex talked about my why talked about the processes of opex oh, yeah we had a good good conversation okay. anything else you want to ask <laughs> no you got it no yeah um no there isn't today uh and like i just said john Berardi. sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to cut you off to annoy you. <laughs> yeah john Berardi. there yeah. you go john <laughs> um i love that yeah. uh no, there's nothing else that I wanted to cover today. I wanted to hear some of this, your story. I didn't even know. Yeah. Uh, and I want people to hear that there is another way out yeah. there. There is a different way and a way that is cultivates results sustainably. Yeah. A way that you t can be taught to be your own teacher in yeah. an environment that brings this accountability, this support, this connection. And yes, it brings the fun because yeah. it has to be fun. But so visually when you're in here, everyone's doing their own program uh, like Shai has been talking about, but they're all in here together. And you'll see if you go on the social media that, so they're also being held accountable by each other, which I think is really That's powerful. Awesome. Yeah, because the person that doesn't show up for a little while, yeah, yeah, will be. Um, I guess in Australia we'd call it bullied by the other people because they're not here. <laughs> but it's nice because there's a big accountability piece there, and so I think if you're trying to create any change in your life, you need like a positive. I call it positive peer pressure group because, mm -hmm. like, yeah, support's nice, but I think sometimes we need pressure um, in a positive way, uh, and that's what Shai's created here. Is this positive peer pressure group? Because no. um, life happens, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? it does. Um, okay, thanks, Shy. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. It's been great, and we're going to do another podcast on uh, for coaches. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, and we're doing the workshop February twentieth. Thanks for reminding me. So I always yeah. forget the little things. Yeah. Um, Yes, so I am so grateful that Shai is allowing me to come into the space here and we're doing a workshop which is called Training the Female Warrior, but it's not just for females. Uh, it's for coaches uh, who train females um, and for females who train or not even train. Uh, it's about menstrual cycles, periods, training, 
I'm excited to get my learn on. Yeah, it's, it's super fun. It's very interactive. Um, and we'll learn about cycles and why Shai's mentioned it in the podcast. It's one of the pieces that he works with when he's working with a female. So we're going to dive into that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you have any questions, you can connect with me on Instagram at Amy Kate Bow. I also write a daily blog. You can sign up on my website, amykatebow.com. Thank you for making the space to listen today. Remember, take the long way home. Bye for now.